0: Welcome to Mindless Digital, where we talk about stuff, have fun, and nothing ever gets done. Enjoy. Hey, this is Dave from uh, Mindless Digital, the Mindless Digital podcast, and uh, it's Sunday, father's day and uh winding down coming back from wharton texas where i was visiting my dad and my mom hung out with them and my oldest son and his two daughters so uh had a nice little lunch had a nice visit and uh just thought i'd record a quick podcast while i was driving back home i'm actually gonna meet up with the wife and the father-in-law at my sister-in-law's house and uh they're having a little get-together over there for Father's Day for him, so um, the day's not quite over, but, uh, you know, when, uh, when guys grow up and, and uh, they become dads, um, whether it's by choice or accident or whatever, uh, no one really knows what kind of dad they're going to be. No one knows for sure, you know? They may have an idea of what kind of dad they may want to be, you know, like for instance they may not want to be like their dad or they may want to be a version of their dad. Who knows? But uh, I think we all kind of have an idea of what kind of father we want to be, but there's no guarantee that uh, we'll be able to, you know, meet those expectations that we may have for ourselves. Um, I know you know when I first became a dad at the age of 25 that uh, I was excited but I really didn't know what was going to be in store for me and so you don't really you don't really know how things are gonna go for you and you just kind of hope for the best you keep your fingers crossed you know you hope the the, the marriage is good and you, and you hope the um, that the partner that you, you have, you, you know, your significant other is also going to be an equally invested individual in, 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 uh, in the parenting aspect of life. And, uh, you know, things didn't go well in the first marriage. And so because of that, and because of the fact that, um, we did not get along. It was not an amicable uh, divorce or separation. It was not friendly throughout. And even today, it's, it's not friendly. It's just... We just don't want to be around each other. We just don't look to, to be around each other. I, I can barely say hello. And so it's just one of those things that... You know, you got to deal with. You, you got to deal with it. and and And, you know, sometimes... People tell you, you know, you you got to be a better person. You gotta think of the kids. You gotta be a a, uh, the you have to be the the better person, or I should say, you have to be uh, a decent human being because you know you are in it with them, regardless of how you feel against with each other or about each other. You're in it for the kid, and so you know I I I did my best. we got divorced and he was about a year old or a little bit less than a year old. So, you know, I wasn't there 100% of the time, but I was there hundred percent of the time that I was supposed to be there that I can say. And, and you know, that that's the only thing that you can do is like you have your vegetation days, you know, you have your holidays, you have your weekends, you know, summers. I was there. I was there Um, you know I provided for him even though it was difficult to do because you know that you know child support is going to her and she can do whatever she wants but you know regardless of you know what you say where how it should be spent or what your feelings are about it you know he didn't lack and so you know it was it was not the best situation for him but you know we were always around and and he had us there for him sometimes he had us against each other and he, he learned how to play that and and kids are smart they know how to do that they 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 pick up on those things and if they know that ooh, dad's with me on this on this particular thing I'm gonna play that or if mom's on me with me on this particular thing, then I'm gonna play that. You know, you, you they, they, they learn to be um, kind of, they know how to work the system, they know how to work the sides, and uh, they learn early, believe me. So, but now, I mean, you know, th- my current wife, Celine, and uh, we've been married going on next month, it'll be 23 years. And uh, the three, you know, the three kids that we have together, that we raised together, um, I was always there. They they couldn't, they can't say that, you know, dad was never around. I may have not always been the best dad, but, you know, they could always come to me if they needed to. Um, I was supporting them with, you know with what I could, everything that I could, and, and again, they are in a great situation. They can't go back and say, well, we never had this, we never had that, because, um, you know, those, those kids had everything that they wanted, for the most part, they had more than what I ever had growing up, and then some. So, in fact, they probably had way too much given to them, and less that they should have earned, or they didn't earn enough on their own, I should say. Better. It's better to say it that way. So they, I can honestly say that my kids are spoiled. And that's that's a choice that you know my wife and I made. It's like you know, every now and then we would spoil them. We, we would give them things that maybe they didn't always deserve because they would act up. You know, they, they weren't doing well in school, but they still got, you know, things that they wanted. But I can say that they weren't bad kids, you know. They, they always knew how to comport themselves. They always knew how to behave themselves, and that's the one thing that we we always got feedback from our from their teachers when we went on our parent teacher meetings, you know, or uh, what is it called when you had open house and stuff like that. And we had, we would meet with the teachers and see how they were progressing through you know through the school year it was always oh uh, Adrian is such a good student he's so respectful he has great manners you know you guys did a good job with him same thing with Julian it's like he's such a well behaved boy you know i don't i don't have a problem with him he doesn't you know disrupt the classroom again the same with Tristan it's like oh he's such a treat to have in school you know we we love him you know, we're going to miss him when he goes to the next, you know, grade level, this and that. It was just, they were good students. They were the well-behaved kids. So we never, we never had to worry about that. And a lot of it came from them learning by seeing us, by observing us. I don't think my wife and I discussed or we had a game plan or anything like that. To where, all right, we're going to teach them this. We're going to teach them this. Check it off if we accomplished it. We're going to teach them to be this way. Check it off if we accomplished it. No, it wasn't like that. It's not like we had a list of things that we were going to teach our kids. We just knew what we were not going to let them do. And we knew that when they did wrong, they needed to be corrected. Now, granted, In the whole scheme of things, of parenting, and I've mentioned this before in earlier podcasts, I am good cop and my wife is bad cop. She's the disciplinarian and I'm the provider. I am the softy, and she's the one that calls them out on their their bullshit. And then, you know, gets mad at me if I don't do the same. And, you know, it's... it, it it could be difficult to... For, at least for me... To be the bad kid. I mean... To be the bad parent. Yeah... I, I was never a bad kid... But... It could be easy to be a bad kid. But... You know... To be the, the, the hard parent... I, I couldn't do that... Because... When I was growing up... My dad was the... He wasn't the disciplinarian. And, and Whatever my mom said... It was okay with him. You know... He would go along with it. And... Very few times did he say no to anything that we wanted to do or anything that that we may have wanted him to get us and maybe that's where I learned it from to, to be that type of parent because I always had my parents around you know they're still together to this day and so even though my dad was not the lovey dovey type where he constantly hugging you or showing a lot of, um, what do you call it? He, 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 would, he would hug us or kiss on us or anything like that. He, he just by his presence in, in the household and, you know, providing for us. Always being there. Always being positive about the things that we were doing. He always supported us. You know, he would go to all my football games, any kind of activity that I was doing that, um, you know, were a sports activity or anything else. He was always willing to take me to the practices and then all the games. He never, he he, he never um, said, no, I'm not going to do that. It was never anything like that. It's like, well, you know, if you need to go, I'll, I'll take you, you know, for the most part. You know, and then when I got older and I was able to drive, of course, uh, he handed me the keys to a car and, you know, I was, I was, you know, driving on my own taking myself wherever I needed to go. So you kind of pick up on that and that's, that's where I learned how to become a dad. Um, I guess you could say that I modeled myself after him for the most part. Um, I, I am a little bit more, uh, you know vocal about you know hugging all my boys and 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 letting them know that I that dad does love them you know because I think it's important that you have to that you have to communicate that to them that they that they hear it from you it's not just as like well my wife or their mom telling well you know your dad loves you yeah I mean yeah he's here and You know, he gives me money. He takes care of me. You know, he buys my clothes. He provides, you know, the cable bill, the Wi-Fi and everything. Pays for my cell phone, things like that. It's like all of that are the um, extras that come with being, you know, a kid nowadays. You know, everything that that uh, you see them have, the cell phones, the iPads, you know, the, all the, those are the things that are available to them now that, you know, we give them. And we don't necessarily have to think twice about it. It's like, well, you know, it, it can help them with their schoolwork, it could help them with this or that. And, you know, so it, it's it's not just a luxury or extras, it's also something to make their life a little bit more convenient to help them get through certain things, you know, whether it's, you know, social activities or homework, you know, communicating with their friends, communicating with us. Yeah, we're, we're going to do that. But, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a little bit more open about being affectionate with them, whereas I did, never didn't really... I never really had that. We, we had it, but not to the degree that, that my kids get it. And sometimes it's like, oh, Dad, I don't want to go over there and hug you. But we do it anyway. Or I do it. I force it on them. Because even though they say, no, I don't, don't hug on me, they really do want you to hug on them. Because they like that. They like that fawning over that we do with them. They like... For us to, you know, feel proud of them. And, um, you know, we, we talk them up to our friends and other relatives and stuff like that, and they ask, you, How's Julian doing? or How's Adrian doing? or How's Tristan doing? And it's like, Well, and we tell them the good stuff. Well, I, I always I mention some of the bad stuff too, because they're not perfect. And we're not perfect parents either. You know, we may seem. I'm not not even going to say we may seem perfect. But, you know, when you look at us from outside, it's like, oh, they're, they're a good family. And we are. I mean, I don't think we really have any blowouts with each other. I don't think, you know, there's any situations where we just can't stand each other. Sometimes we can't stand some of the things that they do in a moment in time or the decisions that they make. And same with us they they may not like some of the decisions that we make in regards to you know them but hey we are going to make a decision based on what we feel is right and what what we feel that they need now most of my kids are well they're they're adults you know i got the oldest one that's 31 and then I've got the 26 year old and then Julian that just turned 22 this past Friday. And then I got Tristan that's 11. Now he's the one that we really need to watch over because he has uh, even more things at his disposal, more electronics, more activities, more more social apps at, at, his, at his disposal that the kids didn't have when they were his age. I mean, he's got the TikTok, He's got Snapchat. Uh, he doesn't have Facebook. He doesn't have Instagram. But there's some kids that do. And uh, so you, you kind of got to be careful. You got to you, you gotta rein them in sometimes. And make sure that uh, they don't get too crazy with that stuff. And get out there and start, um, you know, talking to people that they shouldn't be talking to. There's a lot of predators out there that that hide behind, you know, the mask of social media to lure kids in for, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff, whether it's, you know, to, to molest them or, you know, for trafficking, drugs, you know, all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds of dangers out there that we as parents have to be aware of. And even though it seems like, oh man, he wouldn't get caught up in that. Or he, he, he wouldn't be dumb enough. It's not that he's dumb or that they're dumb. It's that the, these predators are smart as fuck. And they know kids' weaknesses. And they'll, they'll, they'll exploit those weaknesses and uh, pounce on them. That's why they're predators. That's why they, they get where they're at. And so it's tough being a parent. It's not easy. It's not easy, and it's not gonna get any easier. And so, I don't, and like I said, uh, I'm good cop, my wife is bad cop, and it's not like we chose to be those, those two sides, it just happens naturally. Those two sides choose us. I grew up in a household with both my parents, and for the most part, I had the freedom, you know, to come and go as far as school goes after school. If I wanted to go somewhere and hang out with a friend of mine, it was like okay because it was such a small town and you didn't have you didn't have these these dangers that you have now. You know, everybody knew everybody. I didn't have a cell phone, but if I needed to call somebody, everybody always had landlines. They had home phones. Pick up the home phone, And say, hey, I'm over here at so-and-so's house. I'm going to be here for a little bit. And then I'm going to come home. I'll be home for dinner and I got homework. Okay, no problem. Nowadays, they got the cell phone. So they need to be calling. They have no excuse. That's why we pay your cell phone bill. So that we can get a hold of you. Or so that you can call me. And let me know where you're at. It's our job to stay on top of you. But with Tristan... Because things have changed so much. And like I was mentioning, you've got all those social media apps. You've got all these uh, ways of communicating with uh, um, FaceTime, text messaging, and through all the other social medias and direct messages. You know, you, you, you have to be aware of that stuff. And, and like I said, I, I grew up with my, both my parents my wife her parents divorced, and sh- because of that you know she was kind of her and her sister kind of forced to to grow up quicker because when her mom remarried, they didn't really have a good relationship with the stepdad, and he it w- it was one of those things where he wasn't um Keen on... On raising someone else's kids. And I don't think he... He vocalized that. Or, you know, he was... You know, he verbalized it. But I think in in, in his actions... He wanted... To marry their mom. And... They kind of came with the... With the package. But he did not intend to be their dad. He did not intend to be... A father figure. And especially... When he had his own children with, with their mom, then they were kind of out of the picture. He definitely didn't want them there. And so they kind of went back and forth between their mom's house and their dad, who was always working. and you know, for him, it was like, well, you know he had a social life. He wasn't a bad parent. I'm not trying to say that. But I mean, he wasn't used to being a dad with him not around all the time. So they were forced to grow up fast. They, you know, they became street smart. They have common sense. Whereas, you know, that's not true of everybody. And so because of that, they learned quickly that uh, you can't trust everybody. And uh, things, things will happen. People will try to pull fast ones on you. And so... She is real leery of these types of things, and especially with our kids. She, they were, they, it was tough for them to, to pull a fast one on her, on my wife. They could, they could get away with that on me. I'm oblivious to things like that. If they were sneaking around with their friends or with some girl, I, I couldn't tell it. I did not see the signs. But my wife picked up on it. She picks up on it quickly. And, and she's tough on, on, on the kids. And sometimes I don't necessarily agree with it. Especially, I'll give you an example. He, on Friday, uh, my son Tristan had his cell phone. And uh, he received some kind of message. I guess it was a text message. And he was there with my wife in the, in, in the bedroom. I was in the bathroom, but I could hear them talking. And uh, he stepped away to read his text message. And she noticed it. And right away she says, Why did you step away to look at your message? And he says, I just, he didn't really have an excuse, didn't have no answer. And she grilled him. Oh man, she's grilling. Let me see your phone then. It's like, why do you want to see my phone? And right there, I told her, I was like, look, leave me alone. And of course, she snapped back at me. And that's where we kind of don't always agree. I was like, I kind of have an issue with invading their their privacy. I know we need to stay on top of them. I know things can happen. But she's not going to have that. She is not going to let them get away with stuff. So, she, right then and there, she said, let me see your phone. And she took his phone and she went through the messages. And uh, luckily, there wasn't anything there. But you know, sometimes you don't necessarily want to. As a kid, you know, you get a text message from a friend or wherever, and you don't always want your ki- your your kids. You don't always want your parents reading over your shoulders. It's like there's got to be some. Some level of privacy. You got you to let me, you know, be be a kid, and, and sometimes they got to find things out for themselves. But uh, yeah, and you know, it's, it's like I said, it's not it's not easy being a parent, and I'm sure it's not easy being a kid. So I don't know. It was a good Father's Day. Always hanging out with my parents. You know, catching up with them. Because I see them... I try to see them often. At least once a week. Once every two weeks. You know. And uh, just keep up with what they're doing. Keep up with how they're doing. Because they do have their health issues. So, um... You know, they're still... They're doing good. You know, my dad is, what, 82? He's 81. He'll be 82 this year. And my mom is... 78 She'll be 79 And other than Like I said certain Illnesses and conditions like my mom's Diabetic and Has high blood pressure Um they're still in good health They're still in good health They they have They have their you know their faculties They Are aware of everything My dad doesn't hear too good Gotta really be loud when you're talking to him. But he still is all there. You know, he's He's still bright, you know. Things still register. He moves around a little bit slower. His legs are affected. And this all happened after the COVID deal. I think I think there was maybe some neurological effect that uh that that's stuck around so I mean, he still moves around, but every now and then his leg will fail him and, you know, he, he's slow to walk, but, you know, he still gets around good. He still does activities around the house. I just hope to be as, as strong as he is at that age and as and aware of everything. And, you know, I, hopefully if I can manage to take care of myself and uh, be a little bit healthier in my, my food selection and uh, maybe incorporate more exercise in my daily in my daily activity, or at least a couple of times a week, that would be helpful. But other than that, you know, I think I'm on the right track. I think I'm on the right track with the parenting thing. Even though I'm almost, well, you, you can't you can never say that you're done parenting because even when they're old and and grown up and have their own families, you you never stop being a parent. But I, I think I've done. I've done a okay job. I can't say that I've done a great job, but I can definitely say that I'm not a bad parent. I'm not one of these, you know, uh, absentee fathers or one that just doesn't care or that's been abusive or anything like that. Cause I would never do that. I would never be that type of person to my kids. You know, I get upset with them. I have spanked them when they were younger. But now they're all too old. I'm not gonna raise my hand to them, and you know I am proud of you know what they've become. Um, you know, boys are boys take a little bit longer to mature. That's for sure. I think I I read somewhere that the the, the male brain doesn't mature till the age of forty or fifty, maybe fifty. I don't know. It's it's late in life. I mean, boys will be boys, but uh, I think I think I've done a good job on my part. I know my wife has done a much better job of being a, a good parent and making sure that they stay on track. In fact, I would say that if it wasn't for her, uh, they wouldn't be the type of kids that that they are now. They wouldn't be the res- the the well-respecting kids, the well-behaved kids, the kids that the teachers say, oh, I loved having him in class, I'm going to miss him next year, I'm going to miss him when he goes to junior high or when he goes to high school, you know, I think it's because of her that um, they are where they are, they are the the kids that they are, the people that they are, and I just happen to be around to help her do the dirty work and, and do the good job. I was her support cast. And, and maybe that's just the way it's supposed to go. Maybe dads are supposed to be the silent type that that are always there. In case mom needs them when they get out of line. But moms are really the nurturing ones. The ones that mold them. And um, make them the young men that they become. Um, and I, I never had any girls. I do have do, I do have two granddaughters. But, uh, I'm kind of glad I didn't have daughters because who knows how that have gone. But, um, uh, anyway, this is just a little short episode. I know you're probably going to hear some background noise because I'm doing it on a, on a clip mic that, uh, is clipped to my shirt. Um, and I'm doing it on my phone and so, but I just kind of wanted to, kind of wanted to share that and, uh. Wish everybody out there that listens to my podcast, all the dads out there, happy Father's Day. Hope it was good for you. Moms, happy Mother's Day, even though we're a month late. But still, you know, if you're a parent, you should be saluted. If you're a great parent and you don't have anything but great kids, then definitely should be saluted and and, uh, celebrated. So um, the only thing I can say is I saw a post from... uh, Ranting with Ramos earlier that if you're a parent, you know, give your kids a reason to celebrate you, you know, be the type of parent that they will when they grow up or when they get to that point um, to recognize it, that they are going to celebrate you as a mom or a dad because because they are appreciative of everything that you've done to them or for them. Everything that you've given them, everything that you uh, believe in, everything that you've supported in regards to them, be that type of parent. Be the type that they can proudly celebrate. So shout out to Ranting Ramos for, the, uh, for that, that post on Instagram. So uh, all right, this is Dave Jokes. Uh, I'm signing off now. So I will see you guys next time. Peace and be safe.